Hey guys, I'm Tim Dormer. Welcome to Pop Sugar's pilot season of Popcast, which explores life after reality TV. I'm going to be hosting this season and some of Australia's most recognised and notable contestants from shows like Big Brother, The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. They're going to be joining me to talk about some of the behind the scenes secrets we never knew and the impact of sudden fame after the limelight dims. To kick us off in this episode, I'm nervous because it's all about me. The microscope is back on my life. We're going to be talking about my time in the world of reality TV. And I've got someone here to help me make sense of it all. Because I don't even know if I've made sense of it all. It was five years ago. I've got psychologist Jackie Manning here helping me sift through. Uh, I I think I'm in good hands. Jackie, uh, for you and other people listening who may not be aware of who I am and the journey I've been on, just a quick recap. 2013, five years ago now, I did Big Brother and uh, I won that show, which totally catapulted me into a weird direction of, is it D-list fame? I don't even know if it's fame, but people on the street knew who I was and I kind of really enjoyed this newfound world I was in. I did another reality show a few years later, Celebrity Apprentice, and um, and then it was only last year I went over to Canada and did Big Brother over there. So it's a fun <laughs> game. I always treat it like a game, and I'll always be ready to play that game again. Um, but I guess after doing it three times, my sense of reality might have been a little bit warped, and I think I don't know if I kind of really do have a grasp on how real people live in this world anymore. And it's funny because reality TV is still going on and I watch these people go on there and and they've got these hopes and dreams of becoming famous and rich and that's just not what's waiting on the other side of it. And I feel as I'm a survivor of it, um, but then also maybe there's some things that, I don't know, have affected my life that aren't so good because of the experience. So, yeah, I, I cannot imagine what it must have been like to be in those kind of worlds for, for well, three seasons effectively, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, what was it like for you day to day when you were in there? What What do you remember about it? Do you know what? Big Brother is, I guess, unique in the fact that other reality shows are usually filmed uh, before they go to air. And so you're watching the show as it goes to air and you're talking with your friends and family, you're on social media. Big Brother, you're excluded from the whole world. It's an isolated, really unreal environment um, where you are totally unaware of how you're being perceived to the public. Um, I just knew that I wasn't getting evicted each week and I, I thought, oh, hey, Australia must either love me or hate me but love watching me because I was a I was a bit of a pain in the neck in there but um I I think it um it, it's it's strange for people who do Big Brother because you walk in there an everyday person and you walk out and you may not have changed too much like I mean it's a sort of three month um holiday from news and social media and all that and I think that's good for someone yeah. but you walk out into a world where People have watched you at your most vulnerable and and even friends and family. And I don't think you can get that relationship back where you are not um, infamous. I don't think it's fame, but people saw me do a lot of stuff, good and bad, and I can't take that back. No, that's right. They can't unsee it or unhear it either, can they? So, Mm. I mean, it must be really that sense of isolation that you talked about I'm really interested in because that must be really intense and weird. And for... By 2013, like, you know, maybe when Big Brother started, people didn't have social media wasn't so big then, was it? I can't yeah. remember when the first okay, season was, so but it was, was a long time ago. just when Instagram was taking off uh, that year, 2013. We Nobody had hundreds of thousands of followers in Australia. And we went in 
to the show with just our friends following us online yeah. and we came out with had over 200,000 followers and wow. it was just what do you do with that influence? It's and kind of mind-blowing, isn't it? It was scary, really, mm. really weird. But it's funny you say about the, the isolation from reality. I actually thrived on it. I loved it. I imagine that you forget that you're being watched all the time. Like probably the first week or so it might be quite Oh yeah, in your but mind. I mean there's a few people that wouldn't even go to the toilet for days because wow. they just feel so watched and you, you can't relax when you're feeling like that. And I think um, a lot of people go into reality TV, whether it is Big Brother or not, um, thinking that they know themselves quite well. The journey that I've been on, uh, I guess, was that I I came out and thought that I was a rock star of in 2013, and and I guess that I was. Like it was mm. strange at the Absolutely. time. You, You're surrounded by screaming fans. There's yeah. people, you know, taking you places. I'm imagining it's a red it feels carpet, like, that. Um, like mm. um, invites, and 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 you're meeting famous people. Gosh, the headlines alone at the time, like I, I would. I tried to sell my teeth on eBay or something. It was like national news that I was trying to, I was going to get $100,000 for my teeth. They went up that much on eBay and then eBay <laughs> pulled the, the bidding off. And, oh, there was a headline in the papers that I was Terry Irwin's toy boy. Like, it just yeah. was this whole new world where I was like, oh, my God, I don't have control of this. And it's you It's there, me. It's Well, is it? And yeah, that's what it? I that's came to work out that. It's a version of me that everybody saw that the producers gave them. It is me, but there's a whole other side of me. And if you take that out, it's kind of out of context, that version of you. And my life was kind of a, I don't know, working out whether who people saw me as in the public was the same as who my family and friends who knew me before the show, whether that matched up. And did it, or did when you watched it back? Did you watch it back? I've and never you've never watched, watched it back. It back. Yeah, interesting. And I wonder. That is yeah. a protective mechanism where, for me, like it was a real life experience, and there were some moments of like amazing self discovery that wouldn't have made the show. That's not part of the storyline. Like, yeah. That, oh. What was it like for you the first season when you first came back out of the Big Brother house? Back, can you remember back to 2013 and what that was like for you? Yeah, I remember for a good few weeks it was really, um, I mean, you, di- you didn't really have your own life. You were being pulled here, there and everywhere and you were just trying to make sense of how you deal with um, this new audience on social media. Mm. I guess people call them fans. I don't think they're, I guess they're fans. Well, they're following my life. I, I've always said they're on this journey with me. Like, I, I'm i not famous. I was an everyday person just like them that, that went on a reality show. And I like them to see that I'm I'm having fun and I'm grateful for the ride and, and that I want to take them with me. I still pinch myself when I get to meet someone famous or I get free stuff. I still love it. <laughs> I'll never. Like, I'm not a very good famous person. But um, at the time, yeah, you're just trying to make sense of that. And mm. I think um, like my mum would sit me down and go, when was the last meal you had? And it's like, I oh. can't eat on my own. Like we've yeah. had meals with other people for three months. I, we never slept alone. You were always sleeping like with someone else in the room. room. Yeah. Or behind the walls you knew that there was a cameraman. Like I've never, ever, ever felt so alone than when I when you first came yeah, out. first came out. Um, and I quickly worked out that um, I, 
don't know, I, I felt like a fish out of water on the D-list celebrity scene and I could see that some of the other people from my season were flourishing and, and they understood how to play the game and, and they looked pretty for the media wall photos. I still don't know how to take a, <laughs> a good photo at a media wall. So I've got one look, smile. But um, I, a good I, one. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I'll go a free dentist out of big, oh, the whole well, Big Brother experience. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's good in this day and age. But, um, yeah, I I never kind of felt comfortable doing all that and, and knew that, okay, if, if I'm going to survive this or have a bit of fun, I need to be as authentic as I could and remember that while I played Big Brother to win, the way I did that was by, I don't know, uh, representing all the misfits that were watching. I just sort of said, mm. hey, so many pretty people have won this show before. I'm doing this for all you guys watching that, um, like, kids in school. Yeah. Like, just be proud of who you are and be true to yourself. And may, I, I befriended all the, the rejects in the house, that the, the cool group that was in there oh. and kind of cast aside. And, and they were genuine, genuine friendships. And I kind of, they were the people that didn't, want anything out of the experience at the end and they were so naive to kind of that social hierarchy that yeah. that the show was becoming but I went in there to just smash that and and so after the show I, I held on to that and said you know what that could be my message like I'm just going to try and empower people, people. that I don't know I, I'm not famous saying be like me I didn't want to follow anyone on on social media. I just wanted young people to see me and go, "Wow, he's like really weird," and I don't know what box he fits into, but like he's doing okay. And you're making friends with the people that that were sort of outcasts or yeah. whatever. So I think that's a beautiful message. To yeah, send. yeah, and yeah, I, I I guess that's kind of what I tried to hold on to for a few years, and then I guess the the fact that I w- always tried to be authentic. Then when I fell in love with a guy and wasn't ready to come out to my family, yeah, how, how I felt unauthentic, and it kind of then crushed that. I I was like, I've this is everything I stood for. I'm I'm going to undo if if I get exposed. Yeah, that and must have been really tough. It was very really, really very tough. stressful for a few years there. And how I've, long did you keep it quiet from your family? How long did you keep? It was probably 18 months. Wow, okay. Yeah. So you had to, every time you spoke to them or saw them, you had and to... I mean, uh, like, I hadn't really ever questioned my sexuality my whole life. And, I mean, through the Big Brother process, I, I'd said that um, that I was bisexual. It just, it just never really got picked up. I think mm. the fact that I was seeing girls around that time that I everyone just thought I was straight. So, I mean, having to deal with such a personal... Part, of, part your of your life that's um, not many people want to talk about, let alone have to explain on a national level. Like there was a, a process where when I came back from Big Brother Canada, I said to my boyfriend, we'll tell all our friends, because none of our friends even knew. They wow. just thought we were housemates. And I said, we'll tell my family. Yeah. And when the time's right, we'll tell the public. And it kind of – I. I don't think that was brave. Like, I, I don't want to say that that was a brave. It was an easy coming out process because, um, I don't know, everyone was really lovely and welcoming and, and it happened really quickly. Like, I think when... So that process happened quickly when you told your friends, family, yeah, then you felt yeah. open enough. And then so. when we, we told the public, it just, it was a band-aid being ripped off and, I mean... I think if, if you're just some young kid telling your family, oh, hey, I'm gay you then start telling other people 
within your world and it sort of spreads slowly and it's this constant you've got to keep coming out, keep telling people, keep telling people. For me it was just instant. and So it wasn't brave or anything like that. It was just I just wanted that sort of the public version of me to match up with the private version of me. Yeah, because you seem like a really honest person. Yeah. And that must, that's why for some people maybe they're used to carrying on different parts of their lives and juggling those balls. But Some to, people like wearing be, masks. Yeah. Some people yeah, find some comfort people in do. in or, or blending in with the crowd. That's never been me. I've always, I guess, wanted to stand out and be as true and authentic as I could. So and how did, how did your family respond? You mentioned. Yeah, I mean. Gosh, how have they responded to the whole process? Yeah, like, to everything. It's hard because my parents are teachers. My, most of my sisters were teachers at school. So, like, they had a lot of people in their worlds that were watching and commenting on what I was doing. And in the press even, like, I oh, I remember my grandmother used to call me every time she'd read a headline. And there was one where I'd, like, pretended to drink my own urine. And imagine sitting down in your grandmother reading <laughs> that in a newspaper and then asking you to explain what's going on. Aww. Like, it... It wasn't the first time that I'd have to sort of explain, explain myself. <laughs> but I just said to them, I said, look, everything you've been aware of the last few years has been this crazy wild ride and I'm happy and I've loved it and it's been a challenge but it's everything that I wanted. But something even more beautiful and real was happening behind the scenes that's made me truly happy and has taught me the biggest life lessons Um and I don't know if I would have had one without the other. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of it, – it, it was this journey of life and I knew at that point it was time to, to I guess, catch all that part of my life up with where I was at and start my new future. And it, it, it's been really great. And they all em- they embraced you yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's hard because – and I wanted to give them a bit of time. So it was a few months before we told public after I told my family um, – yeah, I think they're making sense of it. They come from sort of a regional area and yeah, I right. guess that conservative Christian upbringing where they they didn't really know many same-sex um, people, like people in same-sex relationships. And I guess they've got their view of um, of what it means to be LGBT from the media. From the, that's right. And I said, right now you've got, like someone that you do know and I'm not scary. I'm 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 happy and in love and normal mm. and, and me and Ash, my boyfriend, just sit down and watch movies on the couch like every other boring couple. Yeah. Um and I guess that became my new mission was that, oh wow, a lot of the people that watched me on Big Brother come from regional towns where they too may not have, have any that, idea yeah. of like someone that they know who's LGBT, and I went. I've got, I've got an amazing opportunity now to kind of share my life with them. Still, uh, it just uh, I don't know, crush stereotypes. I love going against what people expect, and and yeah, that's that's been an amazing journey the last twelve months, especially in Australia with the marriage equality debate. Absolutely, where, what a time! <laughs> oh my gosh, all of a sudden it was a, a whole new fight, and um, and yeah. I'm really proud that I'd caught up before then because it would have been a very different year last year had I not sorted out that. Yeah. Like, how would have I dealt with, yeah. Everything that was coming out in the media. Mm. Yeah, it was a tough time I think for many people out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So have any young people approached you or said thank you to you for being so open? Oh, my God, yes, yeah, all the time. And, I mean, like they're the special moments that I guess so many times I've felt like, why am I doing this? Why did I invite this into my life? And then you'll just meet. Like, 
oh, you could be somewhere out and at the strangers of time someone will come up and, and be really, really real with me and I go, wow, they actually got me. Through mm. all the fluff and all the bullshit that either was said about me or that I put out about me, they got that I was a human being and understood the journey I've been on and they say, keep going. I can basically get emotional. Like it is really cool because they're a total stranger that I don't know but I've, I guess made a difference in their life or Absolutely. some parents are starting to say it to me which is really lovely like it's a beautiful thing I mean yeah. it is, it's a massive gift because as you say there's so much of Australia that still don't have the opportunity to meet people who are a little bit different and, yeah. and it's, whether that's being in the LG yeah. community or or in whatever way but you're, that's your connection with yeah. them yeah I feel like I have a place in the media industry or I guess um, I've got this profile. Certain people watch me on the show and I follow my journey since and I have a responsibility to kind of either use that for good and kind of keep being authentic and true to myself. Um, but I now no longer want to keep up with the Joneses, yeah. the, the Kardashians of the world. <laughs> I don't want to keep up with them. So all the – like I used to live in Bondi and everyone would just be – taking photos of themselves down the beach and, and uh, the other D-listers would organise paps and it was all so yeah. contrived and I just was, it's just yucky and it's a scene that I kind of wanted to get out of and it's not real and I kind of try to put as much real stuff out there on social media as I can. I still get paid to hold up products and I, it's, I don't know, you, you crave those real moments, well I do, <laughs> Um, and those interactions with people because, let's face it, most interactions I have is just someone running up and screaming my name and wanting a selfie and I'll always give it to them, always, because I went on a show where a lot of people voted for me and they made me a quarter of a millionaire and have given me the mm. last five years the ride of my life. But it does feel weird like to have that happen. It's almost like a safari hunter and they're... They're shooting an animal to get their head to put on their wall, but now it's they're shooting a selfie of your face to put on their Facebook wall. But yeah. what I love that you've done is, you know, you've, you've got this, yeah, surface world or the unreal world, but you're doing something really real with it. Or it Try. sounds to me like you are. You're Try. I get it wrong so often and I love it when people call me out and say, oh, yeah, bullshit, Tim. Or like my <laughs> friends will be like, oh, my God, that photo that you posted was so set up. And there's a the thing. There, there is a level of of that around the media industry and celebrity life, I guess, is that it, it is a role kind of that you, you put on a costume and, and you go out into the world and yeah. it's, there is that and to try and be authentic and I, I meet people in the industry who are doing it well and you just hold on to them and go, can we be friends? Because <laughs> we're in a sea of really yuckiness. Yeah, that's right, mate. Find your people. In yeah, that, in that. and there are good people out there. There's, it, so it's, it's, I love meeting the good people that watch the show. I love meeting the people that just want their selfie. It's all... Well, because everyone's got a story. I mean, that's why we watch reality TV most of the time. I love people. That's why I became a psychologist. I love people's stories. And it's the same kind of drive that gets me to watch reality TV is just to see what people are like. Can I ask you a question? Cause of it's, course. I, like, I've, I've never seen a psychologist, but I, I'm constantly scared of the negative impacts that reality TV has um, made into my personal life or the way I interact with people now, both strangers and my family and friends. Because uh, what I want to ask you is how does fame or overnight notoriety that reality TV gives you, how does that affect someone's 
psychology and how they see themselves. When, when there is that two versions of yourself, there's a perception that the public sees you, then there's the real version of you. Like, surely that's a recipe for disaster for mental health. It's a recipe for stress, absolutely. You, you, you hit the nail on the head, it really would um, play with your sense of self. And so you've got to constantly guess checking in with yourself about what's truly in your heart, where do you truly mm. want to be. Yes, you've got a job as well sometimes in mm. the media, mm. so you have to play that role, as you say, promoting products and whatnot. But know that somewhere in there you've got to keep your values, your core values about yourself uppermost in your mind. And remember that that is you. Mm. So I guess, you know, don't do it on a big brother house anymore. But (laughs) (laughs) take that constant time, that space. I often find that's why people come to see me is because the world is so busy, especially if you live in, well, wherever you live, the world's so busy. People don't take that space and that time. So an hour a fortnight or an hour a month or an hour a week when people come and talk to me, that's when they really download. But you can do it for yourself at home too. Mm. So, you know, journaling, writing things out, getting, getting all the clutter out of your brain with all that papping and whatever goes on so that you can see underneath and what's real. It sounds like you've got a great partner and people in your corner that help you be you and that's probably the most important thing. I think it takes time. It sounds to me like – I was thinking when you were talking before about your experiences in Big Brother – the analogy of going to war almost came to mind and I don't mean that, you know, it wasn't negative all the time but you've gone through through something so intense that people – at home can't really understand yeah so there's that i know exactly what you mean but i i don't want to ever say like i'm a victim or anything like that there but you meet other people that have done reality tv and they say similar stories they get it it is Mm. a very very stressful experience and you do come back from something and the world has changed like your world has changed because being on tv means something to us humans. I don't know what it, it does. why we all want it, but it, it, it means something. And I don't know if fame, I call them fame zombies. It's almost like this virus that infects some people. And they were really lovely people when they started on reality TV. But then a few months out in the real world and, and trying to hold on to it, got their claws into this fame thing that they want to keep because yeah. that's where they get their value from now. Yeah. It's, so, it's, it's, I understand, but it, I see it happen and I go, oh, yuck, I'd never want to kind of, yeah, get get sucked into that vortex of, of, of fame. And then it's a really big extension of what we often do. Everybody is looking externally for that oh, self-worth yes. and that self-value. Which and is social never, media really helps feed that, doesn't it? It, it does, so, and, and it's not healthy, so it's not yeah. emotionally hygienic. <laughs> but it's, it's about coming back to so that. So perhaps we all should do a stint in the Big Brother house. Just turn the cameras well. off. <laughs> Just lock yourself away from the world and just um, find yourself. For me, I love nature. That, that yeah, I noticed that. I did a bit of stalking before today and I noticed your nature yeah, passion. I, I think it's a beautiful thing to do. And everything a really these thing. days is all about your virtual reality, virtual existence online, whether it's what you put out on, on your Instagram page or who you're letting into your community online. Like we curate our communities now online by choosing what friends we want to see each day. Mm. Online, it's just not reality and humans didn't used to live that way. No, I think we need to bring back the balance. I totally agree. Couldn't agree more, Tim. We, we forget that we're actually animals. We've got biological processes yeah. that go on. Like if you're in nature, you feel your heart rate slow down. <laughs> you feel your breathing go yeah. deeper. <laughs> like <we're laughs> Do you know what though? Funny story, don't. Uh, for me, nature, I love getting my kid off and going to a nude beach, but I have been recognised <laughs> at a nude beach, in the nude. Uh, are you Tim from Big Brother? 
Yeah. 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 Do you want a selfie? <laughs> Special kind of self, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, Nate. I think I'd applaud you encouraging your yeah. people. Following. Whatever it is that yeah, I'm, I'm excited to meet some more um, reality TV stars who, I guess, either have walked away from the experience or are still doing it and have managed to make sense of that. Is it a paradox? The life of living publicly but also still being a human being and and fulfilled yeah. privately. Yeah. It, it's a hard balance. It's a hard juggle and I think you've just got to keep re- reflecting on what your strongest values are, wh- what you want. And that changes from year to year. So what we want when we're 20 is going to be different to oh, when, yeah. we're, when we're 30 yep. and, and so on. And so it's that checking in with yourself and going, why? Why do I want that? Am I running away from something or am I running towards something? Stop and think what's underneath it. We're often scared of our emotions but they change too. And it's important just to acknowledge them and know that yeah. they're part of our journey too. Yeah, yeah, that's really good advice. I, I guess living in the present is another thing because I, I meet some people that uh, did reality TV and they'll say it, it was the greatest high of their life. They'll never experience anything like that again. And I always went, oh, that's really sad. I want my greatest achievements and chapters still to be written. Yes. And But I, I do sort of separate my life from before Big Brother and after Big Brother because it was a real defining moment where my life changed and constantly could be sad for that experience or if I think, you know what, you're living in the present, life's what you make it right now, don't think about what you did yesterday, you've got a whole bunch of cool stuff up ahead. That's that, I guess. That it's keeps a better me attitude. And yeah. you're, like, you're allowed to have your days where you wallow. We all, you know, yeah. we all have those. Yeah. <laughs> but just, uh, yeah, absolutely. If you keep looking backwards, eventually it's going to be so far back you won't even remember it. So, yeah, yeah. thinking what you got out of something, yeah. something you learned, something you got from it. And it is all about that, that learning. Future. Yeah. Mm. Seeing experience as a chance to learn, even mistakes. Mistakes are our best yeah. teachers. They really are. Yeah. Yeah. If everything goes smoothly, then we've got no tension to to work against and find out who we who we are and what we can really do yeah so it's good to push back against that oh jackie thank you so much it's so great to actually chat to a psychologist because uh, i guess you have psychologists involved when you do reality tv but then you kind of left to your own devices when you're back out in the real world and i haven't spoken to one since i was really curious about that about what level of support you might get during well before during and after the shows funny story uh, when like I'd been announced that I was the winner of Big Brother um in a live studio audience thousands of people it was it was just such an assault of the senses because I'd been locked away from um I've been living with the same five people for the last few months um you get then ushered into a small back room on the TV studio set and there's a psychologist waiting there and he just said so how are you (laughs) And I was just, I just laughed and said, oh, mate, none of this is real. I'm probably going to be fucked up because of this experience. But right now I'm not aware of how I am, but yeah. I'm ready for this ride. And, yeah, I think. Uh, Were they there the whole time though, Tim? Were they through the, the whole I don't think experience? they're on set the whole time. I'm Big Brother. I mean, you don't see. But if you ever request a psychologist, they'll bring one in on set. I guess you don't know whether they're working for or against you. You do so many psychological testing before you go on the show that they know everything about you. I, My whole life I've wondered, have I got a box that I fit into in the psychology world? I mean, uh, when I was a kid, people thought I had ADHD. My parents 
weren't never really interested in getting me tested for anything. Um, they just, and to their credit, were yeah. like, he's unique. And as I long as he's great. doing okay, great. We don't need to find out. I mean, girlfriends before have said that I've got Asperger's or I'm on the autistic spectrum or um, I, I think I'm a bit narcissist and, and that kind of helped me do reality TV. But I don't know. They're all labels to me. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with any each one of them. But for me, I never really wanted to be f- sort of put in a box. No. And I don't think there is one. I remember the, the psychologist of Big Brother Canada at the rap party came up to me and he said, you are my greatest mystery. I do not know where you fit. And I was just like, don't even <laughs> you try, mate. You and like, me both, mate. <laughs> yeah. I think people are complex. And they are. I totally agree. I mean, I think labels can be useful sometimes in terms of learning information, but to say that you're that. Yeah. Well, you know, people people shift and change depending on where they are and, mm. and what experiences they have too. So, yeah, yeah not a massive fan of them. I guess um, – the, a lot of the contestants that do reality TV are interesting people and some of them have gone through really crazy personal stories where I don't know whether they're s- suitable to go on television and, and bring them up. They, they may not have dealt with them yet. Like I, I've, Did you see someone that got quite Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, there was two in my season that I think should never have been on the show. Um, for me, I flourished in there. I loved it. I was so comfortable and my trials came after the show. Um, yeah, I, it, it's really rough, the the experience, and I think some people are not cut out to do it. Well, it sounds like you hit a bit of a low for mm. you. What was the – how long did that last or what do you think? Uh, I guess it was probably about, uh, yeah, a year. Like it was it, that process of – coming back from Big Brother in Canada and, and sort of I didn't want to be in the limelight then because mm. I just wanted to deal with family and friends and, 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 Ash, and yeah, yeah, and Ash, my, my partner, to, um, yeah, just protect that for a bit. So And that was hard because then you kind of do go, all right, am I is my light done? Like is my 15 minutes over? Yeah. And that that is a constant thing in the back of your head. You've got 15 minutes and not many people get more and I um I don't know have my 15 minutes run out I don't know like I still get people wanting photos with me I still get paid by brands big money to hold up products and I still dabble in the media I I, I don't care if my 15 minutes are up like yeah. good can Who we start the real <laughs> clock now please like I'm ready to do real life I think yeah it is 15 minutes it's a flash in the fry pan and some people get burnt up. Well, and as you said, we were talking about before, we don't know what the future brings. So, you know, mm, mm. you're doing ambassador things, I see, with the yeah. wildlife world. and Yeah, well, that, yeah, I think to connect to a cause and a purpose that was greater than myself is the only thing that sort of made me make sense of it all. Mm. Um, yeah. My kids would love you. They're, they're nature freaks. Oh, so it's I beautiful. think you need to do more Googling on me, Jackie. You've only read really nice stuff. <laughs> yeah, I haven't read the dark side. Yeah, I can be a real little brat if I want to be. But, no, I have grown up and I think it's been really special to share that experience with everyone that was wanting to watch or that's aware of the process I've been through. So, Oh, Jackie, it's been amazing chatting with you. You Thank too, Thank you Tim. for hearing me ramble. And for everyone listening, I don't know if you related to anything that I said or you still think I'm a loudmouth idiot, but 
I, I'm excited to do this podcast with you all to meet some of the other big names from reality TV and we'll scratch the surface and find out are they who we thought they were on TV and are they doing okay after reality TV? It's going to be a really exciting journey. It will. It will indeed. I'll tune in. Okay, guys, we've reached the end of this episode. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Jackie. That's a pleasure. Thank you, Tim, for having me. It's been amazing. Next week, Tully Smythe will be joining us to talk about her time in the Big Brother house. Uh, she's got a few stories to tell, I'm sure. Uh, everything that came after it, the ride that she's had, make sure you tune in. This podcast is available on iTunes, Acast, and all the places you normally listen to your podcasts. We'll see you next week. 